The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. The volume. Can you believe that we're this deep into the NFL season, y'all? I know, I know, but check it out. We're going to look forward, okay? And we got to make every second count. And you can do that with the DraftKings Sportsbook, where you make the most out of every game day. You can bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. And if you're new, use the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B. You bet $5 on the NFL, you get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Any matchup, okay? Your favorite team, your rival, one you think you're going to win, whatever. If you're a returning customer, remember, we always got great game day boost deals and offers going down. And you can all your multi-game, same-game parlays get those bigger payouts, right? So get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use the code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and new customers get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks in the NFL. Only! of DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. The eligibility to deposit restrictions supply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Hey, what's going on, Snaps family? Aaron Murray here. And day two of No T-Bob. He continues to be on his incredible family trip down to Disney, dealing with three kids under the age of six. I don't know how he does it. Uh, I think there's a lot of drinking that goes involved. But what you can do to make T-Bob happy during his trip, even more happy, is get us to 10K this week. The mission is on. We are oh so close to getting to 10K. Got to happen the next few days so we can send him some love all the way down there in Orlando. All right, we're going to shift focus 
today to a little Big Ten talk. Jake Butt, Adam and Brenneman joining us right now. Two guys that uh, all Americans want at Penn State, one at Michigan. You can find them on the Big Ten Network. You can find them on ESPN. Uh, Adam, I believe, has a FCS quarterfinal game this weekend, correct? Correct, yeah. Where are you at? I'm at Idaho. Ooh, yeah. Pack warm, brother. Pack not, warm. Not, uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be an interesting one, man. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be. I'll, I'll be wearing my trench coat, my gloves, my hat. You know how it is. <laughs> Are you on site for that, Adam? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got a semifinal game next week, so I'm hoping oh, cool. that yeah, it's not anywhere. To, I had North Dakota State last year, but it was in the Fargo Dome, so I got lucky. Uh, I was indoors. I went to uh, South Dakota State last year, and it was it was about negative two degrees. The place was packed. I'm telling you, it was like I, I was amazed. There's something in the water in the Dakotas. I don't know what's going on, but they just breed tough people and tough football players. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to do. Nothing yeah. else to do. <laughs> Drink some beers. Go watch some football. All right, let, let, let's give a little rundown. What's the plan today? So obviously, we got our, our Big Ten guys in here. We're going to talk a lot of Big Ten football. Uh, break it down. Some some Michigan. Maybe a quick. Just uh, I don't want to beat the the playoff horse to death. You know, to death over here. I feel like there's been a lot of playoff talk over the past couple of days. I do want to get y'all's quick thoughts on it. Just your initial reactions. Real quick, move on. We'll talk a lot about Michigan. Do they have a chance to win the national championship? Talk about that matchup. We'll get into Ohio State, the quarterback situation, all the guys transferring, and then we'll hit on some of the top bowl games: Ohio State, Missouri, Ole Miss, Penn State, Iowa, Tennessee. And uh, we'll call it a wrap for our Big Ten boys. So let's jump right into it. Just your initial thoughts. I said, I don't want to kill this thing here, but your initial thoughts, each of you, because I like to get everyone's expert opinion, especially some Big Ten guys. When you heard the news that Michigan was going to face Alabama and not Florida State, that could have been a nice little cakewalk through the first round. Jake, what was your first first reaction? Yeah, at first I was like frustrated a little bit, you know, because I I felt, you know, Florida State had done enough. Like I disagree with not putting them in. You know, I I just I I put myself in their shoes and I know how frustrating that must be to feel you've done enough to at least play. I don't care if if, if you think you're going to get blown out. I don't care. You've earned the right to let that happen. You know, you've earned the right to at least compete. So at first I was disappointed, but then I just accepted it for what it was. And I started to think about this matchup and, and where Michigan's at. And, you know, if you listen to Coach Harbaugh, he talked about this year being like a, a spiritual journey. And, like, what is a spiritual journey? You know, really, the past three years, like, it's about, like, facing your demons. You know, like, mm-hmm. look at the the previous ceiling that you've been um, unable to break through and break through it. Well, that was Ohio State. That was winning a Big Ten title, right? They broke through those ceilings. The next part of this spiritual journey, and in a sense, this is why it's a perfect matchup. It's winning a playoff game, and it's beating the best that the SEC has to offer. So if you're going to call it a spiritual journey, you can't blink in this moment. It's actually set up perfect for what your team has been preparing for for this moment. So I really can't wait to see it. I think Michigan, all year, I felt they're the best team in college football. you got to prove that. you got to prove that. That's the opportunity they have down there, uh, down out there in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Adam, your your initial thoughts when you heard the the four teams? Did someone get screwed? I, yeah. I, some someone was going to be disappointed, no doubt about it. I well, mean, hell, I'm in I'll, Georgia I'll right you. now, and I get a bunch of Georgia fans pissed off that they're not. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you who was disappointed was Jake Butt when he saw Michigan had to play Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> we don't blink, don't blink. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, listen. I, I think I, I've been struggling with it. You kind of got to compartmentalize it a little bit. I think that 
given the criteria for the committee, they got it right. Uh, given that they are supposed to pick the four best teams and that they're, they're allowed to look at injuries. When did they say, when did this all of a sudden say we're picking the four best teams? This four, is what I don't know. This is the long. first time I've all heard year it, long, all Jake. year long. All year long. The past decade, has it been about arbitrarily picking the best four? That This is the first time I've it's, heard this. Since I, I agree with Jake on this one. It, 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 I never, because you had Ohio, the, the confusion for me has been from the very beginning of this year, you had Ohio State at one because of the resume, but then you had Michigan at three because they passed the eye test. You know, last year, uh, last year uh, or two years ago, Cincinnati got in because they deserved it because they went two seasons, even as a group of five team of winning undefeated seasons. Last year, TCU deserved it. No doubt in anyone's mind that Alabama was a better team. Hell, everyone thought Michigan was a better team. But like, I think to Jake's point, but you still got to play the damn games. Yeah, I, I think so. Like last year, there was no one to compete with TCU after they lost. You know, there was no one to replace Alabama that Alabama argument a little bit. Alabama lost by by what a but, field goal two games. But it, but yes. but it wasn't it wasn't like this year. It wasn't that big of a no, debate. I agree with that. It was so. I think my point is, and also Jake, like the the day of the on Sunday, the college football playoff committee posted a video with the chair of the committee talking about why it's the four best teams. Or what that that they're looking for the their job is to pick the four best teams. Period. I, I agree that they've been inconsistent in how they've done that and how mm-hmm. they picked it. But my my point is that if they're picking the four best teams, they got that right. I think we can all sit here and say that that play. If Did we're they? trying to crown, if we're trying to crown a national champion, why is Georgia those, not in? Hold on, hey, this can, is what I'm saying. There's contradictions. I, I, all I agree. Over hold the on. Place. Uh, let me let, let me let me let me finish my point. If they're okay. picking the four best teams, and if if we're sitting here and saying we want to crown a national champion, I think. Most people can agree that Alabama should be in that in that field if we're trying to pick who the best team is. But at the same time, I can I don't like the system, and I think Florida State, given if we had a, a good system in college football that 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 followed that made the games important, then in that case, Florida State would would be in and deserves to be in. I can feel terrible for Florida State and feel bad for them, but still think that with the committee trying to pick the four best teams that they got that right. Uh, that's what I, that's what I think. And at the same time, I tweeted this. If they're actually looking for the four best teams, then I think the four best. I think Georgia's in the in the playoff. I, I texted Aaron about it on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think like yeah. then there's an argument for that the four best teams are really Michigan, Washington, Bama, and Georgia. That you can make that case for. Oh, not even for, Texas. Do you have you have Washington over Texas when it comes to the kind of the best teams? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Washington could make a case to be number one in the based on how they played all season long and how they played mm-hmm. in the in the Pac-12 championship, but. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that—that's my point. Is that if, it, if Georgia does belong, if they're if they're talking about four best teams, I think the committee got it right, and Alabama deserved to be in deserves to be in the playoff. And I can feel I feel bad and wish that didn't happen to Florida State at the same time. When I right, hear turn- us talk, though, when I hear us talk, I'm reminded how subjective football is. Right? Like mm-hmm. we can argue consistently about who's the greatest basketball yeah. player of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. At the end of the day, you play the game, right? You have to play the game, and like the. They've even this year, just recently, they said, we're going to pick the four best teams. Aaron, you make a great point. Ohio State was number one, and we all agree that that's that they were not the number one team. By their own standards for the majority of the mm-hmm. season and for the past decade prior, it has never been about the four best teams until all of a sudden this past weekend. I have an issue with that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll turn the page. I got an issue with it. it, it it's it's inconsistent. And I'll say this last point about Florida State. Then we'll get to Michigan in the, in the matchup uh, in this football game. 
I played I played Auburn back in 2010 with Cam Newton, the Heisman Trophy year. That was not a good Auburn football team, but they had maybe the greatest college football player of all time. Like what he did to put that team on on his back, that it, it was it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I got to witness it in person in Jordan Hare, you know, that, that freshman year. You take him off that team, that's in six and sixteen. So I, I really like Jordan Travis. He, he's a great college football player. He's not Cam Newton. He's not. He ain't going to be picked in the first round. Hell, if he didn't get hurt, he may not even be, he might not even get drafted. He's like a fifth to seventh round possible free agent guy. Like really good. Love the story. Love the development. He ain't Cam Newton. He ain't some first round quarterback. That team was undefeated because they were good on both sides because they had a great defense. They had an incredible defensive line. They got first round receivers. They had a great running back. That is a really good football team that, yeah, maybe wasn't as good as if they didn't have their star quarterback, but he wasn't Cam. He wasn't out there winning games over and over again. So I don't know, man. I, I, there's, it's, a, it's a clear divide. I get both sides of the argument. Um, someone had to unfortunately not get in, and that was Florida State. All right, let's let's get into the matchup. Alabama versus Michigan. Obviously, like like Adam said, I'm sure they would have loved to get Florida State in that first round and uh, you know, kind of felt better about it. But Jake, when you look at what Michigan is this year. And how they've been able to win, and how they've been able to like mentally get through all the BS off the field, and 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 become yeah, I would say a, a more mentally strong football team. How does that suit them going into this game? And what do you like about the Wolverines? Yeah, so really, the the first thing I go to with this is like, okay, we can have this conversation, but the fact of the matter is, the matchups are the matchups, and now it's time to like actually just talk about the game, like. It is what it is, okay? So when you think about this matchup, to me, the number one thing is, is I know you guys all cover games. In my conversation with defensive coordinators this year, the number one thing that was talked about for things that keep them up at night, that give them nightmares, is mobile quarterbacks. That is the number one thing mm-hmm. that keeps defensive coordinators up at night. That's the number one thing Michigan has to be concerned about in this game. That defense is deep. They, they rotate six guys in the interior. They're four deep at the edge or three, four deep at the linebacker, deep at safety, deep at corner. They're extremely multiple in their coverage. You watch what they did against Ohio State to um, you know push coverage, coverage over to Marvin Harrison Jr. Those guys are highly intelligent football players. So th- this defense is set up to be able to handle that challenge. Um, you know, offensively, what, what has got Michigan in trouble is – in the in the years past, they just rely heavily on being able to dominate teams and just run the football. And then mm-hmm. they hit a then they hit a wall when they get to the playoff. When you play a team that can match your intensity up front, and you you realize I can't do you know they can't do that. Well, the benefit this year is JJ McCarthy. Generally speaking, over mm-hmm. the long term, has taken a stride, and the passing game has taken a stride. They're going to have to draw on that in this game. There's really no clear edge. These are two damn good football teams. It's going to be a close game into four quarters. For Michigan, it's it's going to be about overcoming that mental battle of mm. are we good enough to be in that – are we good enough to beat the best the SEC has to offer? Are we good enough to win a playoff game and a national title? I know they believe it, but there's going to be some plays that Alabama makes where that doubt creeps in, and they're going to have to overcome that. But I believe they're capable of doing it. And I know I- the doubt too of because I've been dealing it with all week and I've dealt with it obviously post SEC championship game of Saban versus the opposing coach. You know, Saban, all of his championships, all of his success in the playoffs, and then obviously Hardball's gone in the past few years. And kind of what Jake said, like they were they they've been kind of progressing in a nice way of getting, you know, winning the Big Ten, 
beating Ohio State, getting to the playoffs, and then now putting together what I think we all could agree is probably their best team of the past three years, more balance on both sides of the football. But is Harbaugh good enough to take down the greatest of all time in Nick Saban? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's funny, Jake, you just mentioned the mobile quarterback thing. I, I just shot a video literally right before this talking about my key to the game for for the Bama-Michigan game. And I talked about Jalen Milrow and and the fact that Michigan hasn't had to face a ton of dynamic quarterbacks this year in the Big Ten. And as good as as good as, they, as they've been on defense, you know, I, I'm not sure that they've seen someone who can change the game the way Jalen Milrow can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Milrow has had the big run against Georgia. He's got a 60-yard run on the year, I think, at, at, in, in one of the games. So... Uh, that's a major key, and Jake makes a good point there. I keep coming back to Michigan and all season long, man. In the big moments, when they face adversity, that roster just doesn't flinch. They, mm-hmm. they haven't flinched at, ever. You know, And it starts with, with J.J. McCarthy. Like, he hasn't flinched at all. Even when he hasn't played well. Did not play well against Penn State, but did what they had to do to win. And then, two, uh, Jake and I have talked about it a lot on our show. The, the, the growth of Strom Moore as a play caller and how mm-hmm. he's just taken what's been there and hasn't tried to do too much and has been okay running the football 30 times in the second half in some of these games. You know, like just been so confident in what they do on offense. Um, it gives me a lot of confidence in Michigan because, it, to, to your point, Aaron, about playing Nick Saban, like there, there's a lot of human nature creeps in and you start to wonder, mm-hmm. man, we're playing Alabama. Like this is Bama. This isn't Iowa in the big 10 championship game. This isn't Penn state. This is Alabama. And, uh, and the doubt creeps in, but, but I keep coming back to the fact that they, they haven't flinched all year and they've, they've showed up for the moment all year long. And it starts with their quarterback. Jake is, is as a Michigan guy, like, do you look at the head coach matchup and like, do you, do you believe that Harbaugh can win this football game as a coach? Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> You know, Harbaugh is one of the few – like, he can coach football. There is mm-hmm. decades of proof, massive stacks of proof. I mean, one of the few guys that did it in college and in the NFL. You know, he's just – the next step for him is winning that championship. He didn't – he got all the way to the door uh, – the doorstep of the Super Bowl. Didn't get it done. He's been on the playoffs twice. Didn't get it done. I, it is a trend, though, where, like, you get, you have to get there. You got to familiarize yourself with the mm-hmm. the opportunity, and then sometimes those losses can be a good thing, especially when you return so much of your your talent and your experience. Michigan, going back to this offseason, returned the fifth most production in college football. A majority of the team that was there last year is still on the roster this year. It's no easy challenge here, man. It is absolutely no e- easy challenge. Saban's got experience too, but there, there's no reason to doubt Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan Wolverines, in this moment. Um, I want to get both of yours, your 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 keys. Actually, I want to stay on Harbaugh real quick. Last one, Harbaugh. Then I want to get some keys to the game from both sides. Like Michigan wins if Michigan loses if uh, if if Harbaugh does win, win it all. Michigan wins it all. They they, they beat Alabama. They beat Texas or Washington the national championship. And Harbaugh says, you know what? I came. I conquered. I got my title. I'm done with all the NCAA bullshit. I'm ready to move on and, and get a job in the NFL, wherever it may be. Who's Michigan going afterward, going after next? Like, is there any discussion of this? Any any thought of like where could because it's a hell of a program? You won a national championship, recruiting's going great. You're you're kicking butt against, you know, obviously your big, your big rival in Ohio State. It would be the premier job to get in college football. Who should they target? Who should they get? Have you guys thought about that at all? I mean, you, you got to think Shrone Moore would get a look at it, right, Jake? Yeah. 
Uh, that's to me exactly who I think it would be. I, yeah. I would find I find it hard to believe though that Jim would leave. I I, I know every year the storyline picks up speed. Come on. I, I seriously, dude, I'm telling you, if they if they put a lifetime contract in front of Jim and make him feel the only thing Coach Harbaugh wants is like to feel he wants to be compensated for his production and his wins. And he wants some flexibility to run the program the way he wants to run it. That's all, really, that's all Coach Harbaugh is asking for. President Santa Ono clearly supports him. Obviously, there's been some drama and disconnect. I think they get a deal done. But, yeah, I think it's Sharon Moore because some of these schools, man, seriously, like there is a certain type of coach you have to go after. Like you got to kind of know what it means to be a coach there. Well, Sharon Moore has proved that. I mean, two of the biggest games this year Mm -hmm. on the road, Penn State and Ohio State, Mm -hmm. there's nothing more you need to see at this point. So um, I'd imagine it'd be him. I'm I'm opening up the bank account for uh for for <laughs> Kalen DeBoer if if he does move on, go yeah, steal him. That wouldn't Washington. be a bad one either. I think everyone Ooh, would be happy about no that one too. Yeah, uh, Adam, anyone on top of your mind, or you you going with more too? Yeah, I mean, I think Strom Moore right when you said that uh, is is the top guy. I think, I mean, I'm a big Dan Lanning guy. I don't know if he'd leave Oregon, but I mean, I, I think Michigan has the money to try to go after whoever they want. So like DeBoer, like you mentioned, Dan Lanning would be a great one. Um, you know, it, it'll be a it'll be a job a lot of people want with, without a doubt. But as we've seen, like I think a lot of these coaches. I mean, I'm sure Texas A&M went after Dan Lanning with everything they had too, and yeah. and uh, and and he didn't he didn't bite. So I, I think we've seen that even with some of these jobs that have tons of money, if there is some kind of like off the field drama that they got to deal with, like the yeah. if Jim Harbaugh leaves this off season, that NCAA stuff ain't wrapped up. I mean, that, that'll yeah. be another year or two till that thing's done. So mm-hmm. a coach will have to come in knowing what's going, you know, knowing that there's some unknown about what happens with all this investigation stuff. Um, so that, that'll be a factor for sure. Turner Young in the chat. Appreciate the super chat. JJ McCarthy threw two pick sixes against TCU, bro. If Bama's SEC title defense shows up, JJ going to be pissing down his legs. Uh, <laughs> is it, I will say this. like Jay, I text Jake beginning of the season. I said, holy smoke. I didn't know JJ could throw the football like that. Like yeah. what, he, what I saw from JJ last year, to what I've seen this year and some of the passes he can make, he ain't going to be pissing down anyone's or his leg for nah. sure. That dude it can can absolutely wing it uh, like anyone else in the country. All right, let's go. Uh, before we shift to, to Ohio State and some of these other games, I need to know Michigan. Once again, Michigan wins if, and then also Michigan loses if. We'll start with our, our, our resident Wolverine first and Jake. Man, I, I think turnovers play just such a massive factor mm-hmm. in this one. They played such a massive factor in the Ohio State game. That it's been a storyline for for so long. Um, you know, really, really winning that turnover battle is going to be a key thing. Michigan really doesn't turn the ball over, so I think they'll be smart with the football. But if they can force some Alabama mistakes, that'd be critical. I also think like situational football is going to come in handy. I mean. When Michigan played Georgia in 2021, they went for it on a couple of those early fourth downs. They're used to getting those. They didn't get them, and the game got out of hands real quick. So I think Michigan's going to – they're going to have to convert on those and and really win third down when Bama's on the field, which, of course, takes into account Milrow's ability to run the football. You're going to want to stuff them, bring him down, and force Bama to punt. So um, I think those are the areas I'm looking at. Yeah, I I think – for Michigan, a big key. We talked about Jalen Miller as a runner, you know, and, and there's no really stopping him as a runner. You just got to mm-hmm. try to contain him. But from a 
if there's one area Milrose been inconsistent, like he's made mistakes, right? Yeah. And can they force him into some mistakes with some pressure, get him off track, get him in third and long, more turnovers happen in third and long than any down in football and force him into some turnovers. Um, I, I agree with Jake. Turnovers will be a big factor. I also think, you know, if Alabama is able to, uh, is able to play too high and, and stop the run playing too high, um, it's going to be a long day for the for the Michigan offense, you know, and mm-hmm. and because uh, I do think McCarthy at some point is going to have to win the game throwing the football around. And can those Michigan receivers, can Colson Loveland, their tight end, um, you know, uh, um, play a big factor and get open against Alabama? I, I think that'll be a big key. And, and if Alabama can stop the run playing too high, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a long day for the Michigan offense. Well, that's what they did first Georgia. They were able to stop exactly. the run, play a little yeah. bit too yeah. high. And, yeah. and remember when Notre Dame can't played Alabama. Like yeah. Remember when Notre Dame played Bama and Tyler Eifert? You could tell right away that he was like he had that dog in him. Remember mm-hmm. that? He was like the old yeah. I, I want to see that out of Colston. No that's doubt. that's what I think is the opportunity. I think he's got that potential. So I think you're yeah. spot on, Adam. Yeah. All right. So I'm guessing both of you Big Ten guys, obviously Michigan Michigan wins. Michigan moves on. Yeah, I'm taking. How could I pick against them? Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got Bama. I got Bama. We'll see. It's going to be a great game. Two very similar style football teams. Uh, and if you want to get to that game. Go download the Game Time app. December's here. Baseball, or excuse me, basketball, football. You got a little hockey. If you're down in Tampa, go see my Bolt play. Uh, there's so many games to watch each and every day. But wouldn't you want to be there live? The best way to get your tickets is the Game Time app, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you the peace of mind with your purchase. They let you see the view directly from where you'll be sitting, so there's no guessing involved when it comes to your expectations when you get your butt in the stadiums. Their all-in prices also show you the total up front, so you know you're always getting a great deal, and it takes no time at all. Literally, two clicks of a button on your phone, bam, you got the tickets. It takes all the guesswork out, so make sure you get the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code SNAPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and enter code SNAPS. That's S-N-A-P-S for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, boys. Uh, Ohio State. Interesting stuff coming out. A lot of guys in the transfer portal. A lot of five stars. A lot of four stars. Just what the hell is going on? I'll just ask Big Picture. Like, what is going on with Ohio State? Um, Adam, any any, any yeah. idea of like what the feel is there? I mean, I think the feel is that Ohio State's in the in the major transfer quarterback market, and and Kyle McCord at the portal. There's rumors. I, I don't know what the latest status is on like the Ohio State beat. There's rumors of Devin Brown being you know possibly transferring. I don't know, but something might have came out while we're sitting here. Um, you know, so I, clearly Ohio State's going to go after one of these top guys in the portal uh, that we're seeing right now, as I I think they should. You know. I, I like Kyle McCord. I think he he won big games. That Notre Dame game, he won that game with his arm at the end of the game. Uh, but at Ohio State, man, like they've had some legendary great quarterbacks, and I just think the standard is a little bit higher than what Kyle McCord has has uh, has done this season. And obviously, losing to Michigan doesn't get the job done. So Ryan Day knows the pressure's there. He's going to go get a big time transfer. Uh, you, know, you think like Cam Ward. You think all these guys in the portal. There's so many now. Um, I, I do think if Devin Brown doesn't tra- doesn't le- transfer before the before the the game, great opportunity for Devin Brown to kind of prove that he's that he's worthy of that opportunity. You know, he clearly played well in training camp. The fact that Kyle McCord had been there for a couple years and Devin Brown was that close in competition in camp gave me concerns from the beginning about Kyle McCord mm-hmm. um, and, and shows a lot about. Devin Brown. So um, if he looks great, then that's great. If if not, they're they're going after a transfer quarterback. I think they go after a big time transfer quarterback no matter what. Um, yeah. But this game will tell us a lot about their plan moving forward. I think they that that that's exactly. I, I almost wonder if this McCord news caught him a little bit off guard. You know, this uh, we'll see how it plays out because they better have a big time transfer quarterback. I think Devin Brown is fine. But not mm. to that standard you said, Adam. I don't yeah. think he meets that standard. And here's the here's my concern: is you know, I I would bet on McCord's progression if I just had an as an outsider's opinion. I would bet on McCord's progression this off season, allowing him to elevate his game more than I don't know who it's going to be yeah. in year one, where Ryan Day is effectively. Man, his back's against the wall. Let's call mm-hmm. it what it is. He's a damn good coach. He's won a lot of games. 
his back is against the wall. He has to beat Michigan. So it's a tough spot to be in at this point, man. And, you know, part of the issue with McCord is, you know, he said that that Michigan game, he said it was just another game. That's a, that was one of the biggest true. issues with this whole <laughs> yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. to go get a guy from somewhere else who doesn't really understand that how bad that comment actually is. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I trust Ohio State. It's a, well, it's a desirable and this place is the to interesting play quarterback. Po- and, and this is the interesting point because there's no doubt in my mind there was conversations had of, hey, we're going to go get some competition this year. Yeah. And, and, and and I think it's a hard thing for, for a coach because you want to keep your roster intact. You want to keep, obviously, a guy that started there just in case there is this massive step from year one to year two, like a progression of the quarterback. Like, is he going to be a better quarterback next year than he is this year? Probably. Would it be good enough to beat Michigan? Will it be good enough to win a national championship? I don't know. Yeah. But at least we know it's going to be better probably with another year as QB1. Yeah. But do you at least, if that did happen, do you at least appreciate – day letting him know that hey we're gonna hit the portal and bring someone else in or should day just kind of let that play out and not told him it's the hard thing to do as a coach but it's the right thing to do as a coach and i think you should choose to do the right thing um as much as possible you got to look a guy because otherwise you you lose trust in your locker room you lose trust across the board look the guy in his eyes and say we're going to bring in competition i believe in you i think you can do it we're going to give you all the resources but you know this is not a guaranteed spot right now I want the guy that hears that and says, good, I'll prove to you that I'm the guy anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, and and McCord chose to take another route. And and two, I think it comes down to like self-awareness for Kyle McCord, right? Like if they're going after a transfer quarterback and just kind of understanding the situation, like Jake, I I think that like your point about, about Kyle McCord saying, I I hear you and I'm going to stick it out. I think that's hard, man. Like in today's college football, to ask guys to do that when there's when there is the transfer portal, when there is NIL money, and when mm-hmm. so many of these top guys look at the Heisman candidates, so many of these top guys are transfer quarterbacks who started somewhere and finished their career at multiple different spots because they're mm-hmm. finding the best opportunity for them. So I don't really blame Comic Core. Like if, if they were bringing in a transfer and you know they're going after a Cam Ward or a Will Howard or like you know that your back's up against the wall with that transfer mm-hmm. coming in, and you you only have so much time in your college career mm-hmm. to prove to prove it. So I I, I think, you know, I, I th- hopefully it works out for Common Court and he finds a good landing spot. Mm-hmm. Aaron, I want to I wanted to ask you if you don't mind, like who what quarterbacks in the portal do you think would be good at Ohio State? That you think you know is, there's obviously like Riley Leonard is probably gonna get a yep. better name. You got mm-hmm. DJU, you got Dylan Gabriel now. Who who do you think fits there? Well. And I, I thought you brought up another interesting point too. Just I want to hit real quick before I answer that yeah. is if if you do bring in a transfer guy and it's going to be to the Ohio State caliber, you know that dude's getting paid you know a yeah. million and a half, two million <laughs> bucks. So like two for Kyle McCord, like this guy just came in, and I know he's getting paid two million bucks. How it's like it's like the NFL, like you know that guy's yeah. getting paid more money. Yeah. Most likely he's going to be the one that they're he's going to give every opportunity to be QB one. Uh, from everything I'm hearing, I like I thought Dylan Gabriel would be a good one. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it's already happened or I'm hearing Oregon, a lot of chattering right? about him going to Oregon. Yeah, yeah. him going to Oregon. Yeah. So I think he's off the board. I, I don't like Riley Leonard for that offense. I just don't think he's a a, yeah. uh, a good enough passer right now that he would fit into Ohio State. I know they want to get a little bit more, you know, a, a guy that's a little bit more dual threat. They haven't had that since Justin Fields. Um, so I, I don't know if he's necessarily a good enough passer to kind of plug in right now. I, I If I'm them, Cam Ward's the only one that makes sense. Like, I like yeah. Will Howard. You know he's all right, but uh, if I'm if I'm going to spend two million bucks in Ohio State and I have this standard, the only one to me that kind of checks off all those boxes would be Dylan, who, like I said, thinks like he's going to Oregon, or Cam Ward uh, from Washington State. So I think 
I also do think that if you're going to go get a guy and you know he was in there, that's when you have the conversations. Like you feel pretty confident you oh. can get someone of that caliber to come be your starting quarterback next season. Um, all right, let's let's jump into the the game real quick. I want to hit a couple of games with you guys before we let you go. Appreciate obviously you two jumping on with us today to talk a little Big Ten. Uh, some great games in the bowls. Obviously Ohio State versus Missouri. Missouri has a lot to play for. Uh, Ohio State, like we said, a lot of guys going to be some new positions, a lot of guys in the transfer portal. Um, can Ohio State overcome that against a very talented Missouri football team? Like, what's the overall feel for this game, boys? I, I think it matters a lot more to Missouri right now than it does yeah. to Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, you know, it and does. I, that's something that simply that factors a lot into these bowl games these days. I mean, it's a crapshoot. Who knows? 10,000 things can change by kickoff, too. Mm-hmm. Who knows how many Buckeyes play and, and who doesn't? I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr., that's that's a third of their offense. Yeah. They threw it to him on third down like two-thirds of the time this mm-hmm. year. What if he doesn't play? You don't have a cord. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's funny because it's hard to even predict bowl game matchups right now when you don't know injuries, transfer portal, opt-outs, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and how much things can change. I mean, like you guys just said it. I had uh, I had Brady Cook, their quarterback, on my podcast last week, and um, you know, bowl games weren't even announced yet. But like, mm-hmm. you just get the sense that they are so fired up to be mm-hmm. in the position they're in. They cannot wait to play in this bowl game. Like, I don't think they're going to have many opt outs. They're they're gonna they're gonna get healthy. And Ohio State's kind of in the well. Everyone's transferring, and this we don't even want. To, we want to be in the playoff, not this game. Where Missouri's like can't believe we're in this opportunity, mm-hmm. or we're in this upward trajectory, and let's keep the momentum going. You know, it's a perfect opportunity for a team like Missouri to to win this game. And for Missouri, they they don't care who sits out or who doesn't from Ohio yeah. State. It's mm-hmm. still Ohio State. Like it's mm-hmm. still we've well, talked about them as one of the best teams, biggest brands, yeah. Big Ten. Missouri, we're going to go kick the Big Ten's ass. They don't mm-hmm. care about the excuses. Like that, that's their mentality going into mm-hmm. this game. It's just, it's tough, man. It's tough yeah. to overcome. But it's a similar one like Florida State and Georgia. Like it's still Georgia, but I think Florida State's a little bit different than Missouri, where Florida State has a couple first rounders that may opt out yeah. of this yeah. game. So we'll see what Florida State does. All right. Another Big Ten game um, out there is another SEC versus Big Ten matchup. We'll let Adam, Adam jump on this, our, our, our former Penn State tight end, Ole Miss. Penn State, obviously new offensive coordinator for Penn State. Don't know if he's calling plays or not in yeah. this game. But what do you, what do you expect from the Nittany Lions? Yeah, I, he. So the new OC is not calling plays in this game. He's going to kind of just be around, you know, do the acclimation period, and Penn State will roll with the co the co coordinators that called the last couple games. Uh, I, I think I think it's a big opportunity for Coach Franklin and for Penn State. You know, in a season where a lot of disappointment, a lot of people upset about, you know. It, they had a good had a good year, ten win season. But you lose your two biggest games, and not just lose. You didn't show up. You didn't play at least. You know you didn't you didn't play up to the standard in the two most important games of the year. Made the coordinator change. It's an opportunity to come out and really number one play together and show that this is a together team and program despite the outside noise. Uh, and two, get some momentum together going into this offseason. It's a big offseason for Penn State. I feel like every year we get on here and say that it's a big year for Penn State, right? Like, this yes. is the year. This is finally the year for Penn State. <laughs> but now you got Drew Aller in year two. You got the running backs that are all back. You got a lot of talent uh, that's around. And now you have this the offensive coordinator, Andy Andy Kolnicki. Kolnicki? Yeah, Kolnicki, something like that. Um, you, you have him as the offensive coordinator for next year. So I think it's a big opportunity to, to get some momentum on their side that they desperately need going into next season. 
I think too, like the the one position group I'm looking at in this game, those two running backs, which are mm-hmm. supposedly two of the best in the country, I know they are talented wise, talent wise, didn't play super well this year. You know, Coach Franklin makes the point that they improved in pass blocking and they improved in all the little things, but they didn't dominate um, the the uh, opponents like they did last season. So I want to see Nick Singleton and Katron Allen get some confidence and have a huge day running the football, get some explosive plays on offense, and and get go into next season feeling really, really good about themselves. And they're playing an old Miss team that's, you know, that's talented and has good players and, and is really well coached. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup. Jake, your 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 thoughts, Penn State, are how how far is the gap and, and do we expect them to take care of business for Soul Miss? I don't know. I don't know that the gap is too far, but to me, they're like a little bit different of teams in the sense like I see Ole Miss as a fiery offense Mm -hmm. and I see Penn State as clearly a defensive led team. But I'm I'm curious, you know, with you, you let go of your offensive coordinator for Penn State in the middle of the season. Now you have this this period to breathe, catch your breath and start to think about, um, you know, what you want your offensive identity to look like in this bowl game. Like, can that help them or not? You're exactly right, Adam. You would like to build some momentum. But, I mean, dude, Drew Aller's a five-star. Nick Singleton's yeah. a five-star. Like, they mm-hmm. have talent on there. Also, like, will Olu Fashionu play in the bowl game? I don't, I don't know. Like, that's yeah, a, yeah. that might be tackle one in the draft. Who knows? So, I, I think for Penn State, sometimes with these bowl games, it's more about planting a seed for the future than that, the actual mm-hmm. end result. Point. It yeah. ha- the defense or the offense has to show some life. Yeah, we got a lot of SEC versus Big Ten bowl games, boys. So we, we may need to do some side bets here. Obviously, Missouri or Missouri, Ohio State. We just talked about Ole Miss, Penn State, Auburn, Maryland, Wisconsin, LSU, Iowa, Tennessee, and then Alabama versus Michigan. This is like the SEC versus, or excuse me, the AFC versus the NFC, which which college football is somewhat becoming, anyways. Uh, the two big conferences going back and forth. I saw you all all year long, Aaron. You were you were not not high on this Penn State team all season long. I saw him on no. TikTok. He was no. just blasting Penn State all season. I just long. don't. I don't. Think <laughs> I just think the offense was 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 average. Defense was incredible, but they can't yeah. score points, and obviously it kind of played out like that too. So we'll <laughs> you were right. You, Those you are some right. tough matchups from the Big Ten's point of view now. Yeah. I don't know that I'm. Not, I don't want to bet you all too <laughs> yeah. much on that one. You know, we'll, maybe we'll check one the spreads. beer next time we're together. All right, we'll all check right, the yeah, spreads. We check we'll the check the spreads. spreads. All right, all right. Before <laughs> I let these two guys go, obviously everyone appreciate everyone jumping in the chat live with us here on a Tuesday. Make sure you go like and don't forget the 10K is so close. We got to make it happen. While T Bob is there hanging out with Mickey and Minnie in Disneyland. All right, Jake. All right, Adam. Uh, appreciate you both jumping on. Uh, good luck. Enjoy the holidays. And uh, we'll, we'll have to get you on here soon. All right, man. Hey, Turner Young, I see your comments. I hope you, hey, I want to hear you comment back to me when Michigan gets it done. All right. I see all your comments down in the chat. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to say you're sorry when Michigan gets it done. Yeah. All right. All right, everyone. Appreciate everyone spending some time with us here on a Tuesday afternoon. Once again, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tomorrow, we're going to go a little SEC flavor. My boy, Cole Kublik who, as we all know, is all over the place when it comes to the SEC, going to be joining us to talk on the other side, a lot of Alabama, some of the big-time matchups for the SEC. So that will be tomorrow. Thursday, we'll get our, our boy Colin back, do some early lines with some gambling with some of these bowl games coming up uh, over the next few weeks heading into the holiday season. So check back with us tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you then. The Volume. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 